to Better Together as One. I'm Todd Miller uh, on your TV. And joining me today, as always, my fantastic co-hosts, Claire Gavin and Margaret Wallace Duffy. Good afternoon. Hello, Todd. Always excited to be here. Oh, and since we're doing fitness today and wellness, <laughs> I've worn my favorite workout shirt, Batman, because Batman, if anyone's seen the Lego Batman movie, Batman actually has an extra abdominal muscle. Who knew? And he feels no pain <laughs> when he works out. <laughs> well, and, and because of our guest today, Todd, he's got some abs. So you need to bring it with that t-shirt, my friend. You need to bring it. I will try. And Claire's going to bring us up to speed on our guest, the founder of Lean Squad. Yes, I'm so excited. And it's funny because you guys just make a reference to that because I think I've never seen Phil with his shirt on, <laughs> which is amazing. Anyways, I'm super excited because uh, Phil is a Burlingtonian like myself. He lives in the city of Burlington and uh, he's just really taken the internet by storm. And when I had seen his stuff, I think I had caught maybe just snippets of some things that you were doing. And obviously now I'm doing fitness at home myself. And I think I saw you on Cat Nat and I reached out and I said, hey, are you from Burlington? And you said, I sure am. And then again, it was the ask. And I just said, hey, like we've got this really great show based on, uh, you know, all things wellness. Would you consider coming on? And he said, absolutely. So welcome, 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 Phil. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I know I always, before any interviews or anything, I always wonder, should I be wearing a shirt? Because no one ever seems to wear one. So I think they're always like taken off guard. <laughs> well, thanks for dressing up for us. We yeah. really appreciate that. I've only awesome. got one shirt, so uh, it's not hard. So Phil, talk to us a little bit about, because I know you and I sort of spoke really briefly on the phone, which was amazing. Sort of, I, I think you've got a really great story and sort of, Sort of take us from like sort of the beginning of like your athlete years to sort of where you are today and how Lean Squad came to be. Yeah, so um, I guess I started, you know, I became, uh, I got cap for Canada. So that means you played for the Canadian national rugby team when I was 18. So that was kind of my goal in high school. I was, I was a rugby player, which obviously isn't the biggest sport in Canada, but I fell in love with it when I was younger. And uh, super fortunate when I was 18, got to travel the world. And then I knew that was exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, um, which is it travels a huge part of rugby. And from there, I ended up in playing in England for 10 years, playing professional rugby and kind of my whole life, you know, I was always one of those athletes who really loved the training, the nutrition side of things. I took a lot of pride in it. I had a lot of fun doing it. I enjoyed it. And when I retired, as most athletes do, you don't really think about your future. You're, uh, you're in this bubble and, you know, you wake up and all you think about is sports 24-7, what you're going to do, what you're going to train, and that really is it. So I didn't have a lot of um, foresight into what I was going to do. So when I came home, we, we actually bought a house that we're in now in Burlington and thought I'd maybe become a builder with no idea how to build. Um, and while we were getting the permits and everything, I started training a few friends just, you know, because I was training. So they would come over and then they'd ask if their parents could come over. And um, one thing led to another. And before you know it, I was working like 12 hour days out of my parents' garage while we were building our house. And um and then from there, I, I went online because I knew that would be the best way, ideally, to reach more people, inspire more people. 
And fast forward three years, you know, the business is fully online now. Uh, thousands and thousands of people have transformed, which is amazing. And um, yeah, it's it's my full time. I wouldn't really even call it a job, just passion, I guess, really connecting with people and, and helping them and realize that being healthy isn't a burden. You know, eating healthy food, it should be enjoyable, should be rewarding. And, and really just focusing on like the mental uh health aspects as well as opposed to you know just physical kind of changes that people will experience when they when they get healthy so that's kind of where i'm at now yes and i love that and i think uh, you know the beautiful thing about what you do because i love to eat as i think the majority of people do but you you sort of put you put the spin on like unhealthy food right and you you make it healthy which is which is just incredible too because you know the the nutrition part of working out is is just a massive component so and they're entertaining your videos there's a lot of noises and food going all over the place and you know, it's all this, all this fun. I mean, you're entertaining as well as just providing uh, uh, fitness advice. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. I, I think that was the, the thing coming from being like a professional athlete. I think there's a lot of intimidation in fitness. You know, people are, uh, get really scared because they think, oh my God, I need to bench 225 pounds to be fit or lift this weight or, you know, eat chicken all day. Uh, so my mission was kind of, you know, throw, if I could throw pan or food in a pan and it turn out half decent, yeah. literally anyone can. And it can, you know, take like, you know, take a fun twist on traditionally unhealthy foods and really make them enjoyable. And if you enjoy every bite of your food, it's not going to be a burden and you're going to be able to stay healthy for the rest of your life. So that's kind of having fun with it and, and making it enjoyable is definitely my top priority for sure. Well, and I also love the fact, and I, I'm not sure where you get it from because it's not from athletic training, but the crazy noises that you make during, <laughs> like, I got to tell you, it, it gets my attention every time and cracks me up. So I, I know you're a father to, to, uh, to young kids. Tell us about your beautiful young family. Yeah, well, on the noises, uh, my three-year-old son, he started doing them now. So the beeps and bobs <laughs> when he cooks with me. Um, but I think he'll be a be much better chef than me. So yeah, we've got uh, my, my amazing wife, um, Brody, who's been along for the journey the whole time. Uh, we've got a three-year-old son, our first son, Hudson. And then we just had twins eight weeks ago today. Uh, so kind of right when things kicked off with the pandemic and, and everything went on lockdown. Um, but they're two amazing boys. And Hudson, uh, sorry, Preston and Bowden. And it's just been... It's just been incredible to have them in our lives now, and we're, and we're so lucky. And I, I think you talked to it, alluded to it before, but Brody is like the true star. How she, uh, how she handles everything and has raised our boys has been amazing. Well, and what a challenging time, first of all, to give birth, but let alone run a business inside your home with newborns um, and a rock star wife that looks like she didn't give birth to twins. One minute she's got this massive belly and the next minute you guys are rocking it out um, in your videos. I love that. We've got so much more to, to share and hear from you, Phil. So I hope you'll stick around for another segment because we got to dive in a little bit more uh, to what you're doing online, some of your challenges. Will you stick around? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, Perfect. yeah, yeah, for sure. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break.
Welcome back to Better Together as One on your TV. And we're with our terrific guest, Phil McKenzie from Lean Squad. What I'm hearing from you is that this is not all about denial and sacrifice, that you're really making it very, you're setting the bar so low for people to get involved to really improve their health. Because as a father, I want to live as long as I can for my kids and set a good example for them. And it sounds like you're really making it easy for people to transition to a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I think my number one goal is to, to kind of break down the barriers. I know fitness is super intimidating to a lot of people. Um, you know, they think a lot of times when I was a personal trainer, people would say, I have to be fit before I saw you, which that was always, you know, one of the craziest things I thought because my goal was to get you fit. So for me, it's making it super manageable. You know, I'm a parent, we've got twins. Uh, I've been doing the 30 minute workouts five times a week. And I always remind myself and everyone else that, by just taking out that 30 minutes, you don't have to be competing against me or anyone else. It's literally you trying your best in that 30 minutes. And if you do your best, whether it's one squat, one push up in 30 minutes, you're going to improve. You're going to see changes. You're going to get better uh, so long as you stick with it. And really what it comes down to in that 30 minutes, just five times a week, you get so much more life. For me, I always tell myself, I want to be the best dad. I want to be more energized. I want to be happy around Hudson, positive. Uh, and exercise completely transforms my mental health around my family. So for me and everyone else, I always just emphasize that by just taking a little bit of time out of your day to really prioritize your own personal health, everyone around you wins. Everyone, your kids, your family members, your friends, everyone benefits uh, and, and that's, I think the most important thing. I don't ever focus on the physical changes. I really try and focus on how you're going to feel and how you're going to live your life and ultimately get way more life out of your, out of your day. Oh, you know, that's just so important and so powerful. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's a privilege when we're healthy and can actually exercise. It's a gift and we want to live well until we don't. And to, you know, I, I remember my father, you know, he died at 88 four years ago, but he, and, and I must admit, he wasn't um, the most active guy right to the very end, but because he had been active and been able to continue to keep his mind healthy that way, what a difference it makes. Don't we want to live well right to the end? And, and that's so important. I, I really want you to share the types of people that you're, that you're helping right now. And especially in these difficult times, I hear that you're actually training somebody that's recovering from COVID. How, how has that been for you? It's got to feel good to help people when they're, when they're really struggling. Yeah, I think, you know, I've been so fortunate to have, like, I'm inspired by, you know, the hundreds of people who are all fighting their personal battles, but more so than anything, I think what COVID has really put uh, life into perspective is how fortunate we are, right? You know, so many people are lying in a hospital bed, literally fighting for their lives. And, you know, we have the, the choice to, to get up and move for 30 minutes. I guarantee you, every single one of them would swap lives with us in uh you know, hearing it from from some of the the COVID survivors um, who are who are doing the challenges currently, uh, they're so inspiring. And you know, there's not a second that they're ever going to take their health for granted. So I know uh, one woman; she's been doing the 30 day challenge. She said it was, you know, she it took her seven weeks to get o over it. She's still struggling, um, but she managed to do the entire challenge. She completely transformed. Uh, feels so much better. 
broke a record on her run. So, you know, there's so many benefits, but I think more importantly, what she's highlighted is how, um, how lucky she is to have survived and, and really never, never taking her health for granted. And, and, you know, even a message I got from a cancer survivor the other day, who's doing the challenge again, these people put life in perspective. So for me, it's, uh, it's really a non-negotiable. I've got to get it done because there's people who are far worse off and, and uh, who are making it happen. So that, that's really what motivates me. Uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, it, you know, it's amazing. And, and, you know, one thing that I really, well, there's a lot of things that I love, but, you know, um, it's this, not only the spectrum of the people, but, you know, there's, I've saw some younger people doing with their kids outside, like, you know, there's different age groups and stuff, which is fun. And, you know, so, I, yeah, I really love that it's sort of, you know, for everybody and anybody, which is really great. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank so, you. I think that's a huge thing, right? You know, yeah. I think our oldest in the 30 day challenge is 70 years old. Um, you know, we've got moms, uh, we've got 18 year olds. So it really yeah. is, you know, it's, it's again, whenever I lead a workout, it's you're not competing against me. You're not competing against your friend, your mom. You're just trying to do your best. And if yeah. you do your best, you're going to make changes. You're going to feel great. Uh, and that best looks different for everyone. So I think that really is the message with fitness. Um, and that's trying how I try and encourage people to really just get moving and, and transform. I don't know, uh, Phil, if you happen to see my story from a couple of weeks ago, I did your 10 minute abs. There should be a disclaimer that it also like, not only was it 10 minutes, but my heart rate was up. Yeah. I was dripping in sweat. I came live and said, Oh my gosh, lean squad. That was fantastic. What I love about it though, is that uh, and I'm used to working out. I, I work out at home on a regular every day. Um, but what's amazing is that I was able to pivot and on, on your YouTube channel in 10 minutes, make a major impact on my health mentally and physically. And that's what I just want to commend you. Why are you giving a lot of this away for free online? What does that do for you? Well, I think it just, it helps to tr change more lives. That's really the goal is to change as many lives as possible um, and really encourage people. So whether it's the kid or kids workouts or, you know, the workouts that you've done, uh, recipes, whatever it really is, if there's one, one person that makes a change, I get to chalk that uh, day up as a win. So that's really the goal. And and, and with the workouts, again, you know, um, getting sweaty, that's when it's really the most rewarding. I think there's a lot of stuff that doesn't push you. And if it doesn't push you, again, that's different for everyone. Then you don't get the wave of endorphins. You don't get that sense of accomplishment. You don't feel proud. So that's really uh, kind of a mission is to show people how amazing you can feel when you do challenge yourself um, and, and really just try and do your best. So that's the, the goal with all the free content. And, and you know, I, I enjoy doing it and I, it makes, makes my day when I hear someone who's, who's changed. Yeah. Well, without question, you are having such an impact. I know you're reaching far and wide um, across the pond. You've got celebrities. Come on, Claire, tell them about the girl crush that's following <laughs> Phil. Tell, you got to tell them who's your favorite that's following him. Well, I was so impressed that one of my favorite housewives is following you, Kyle Richards. I was like, wait, what? Kyle? 
Second note to go my school, I'm like, Kyle Richards. Uh, and we love Kat and Nat, of course, who are from Toronto. And the, the hilarious comedian, her name doesn't come to me now, but I just thought, holy smokes. But that's the beautiful thing is that, you know, it's from the average Joes like us and the teenagers to, you know, to the celebrities. We all need it in our lives. And so I think, uh, you know, if it was any sort of word of advice for those that are considering getting into fitness, Phil, it would be what? Yeah, I think, you know, um, for me, it's just really getting started is the yeah. first, if you have something you're passionate about, um, you've got to get started. You know, it's always hard putting yourself out there whenever, uh, when I first launched the online pro program, you know, I could have sat there for another year thinking about how to make it perfect, but it's never going to be perfect. Uh, you're never going to um, hit that home run first off, which I think a lot of people think, uh, you know, I find myself guilty of it. You're going to have a lot of posts, a lot of messages that no one reads that you probably sometimes the ones you spend the longest are, uh, no one seems to care about. So it's definitely uh, can be discouraging. But again, if you truly believe in it and, and you find joy in it, the most important thing is that you just get started um, and, and really start to do your best to just spread your message. And, you know, I've been doing it for three years and and then all of a sudden one day, you know, uh, Kat and Nat start doing it or, or Heather McMahon or you just, it just changes things. So it's really just a lot of people who have been successful, no one knows this, but they've been doing it for a really, really long time. And then all of a sudden you think they're on overnight success. And that's what I think we all compare ourselves to. So it's really not the case. It's not realistic. It's just, uh, sticking with it. I think and being persistent. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Yep, showing up, following your passion, and having a heck of a lot of fun while you do it. Well, unfortunately, we've come to the end um, of this part of the show, so we just want to thank you, Phil, for hopping on and keeping it real and helping to inspire thousands. We really believe here at Better Together is One that we're here to elevate all of us, and thank you for, for your time and energy today. Thanks, well, Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we hope that you'll come back. Now, before I, I say goodbye, you got to give us one of your noises because it's legendary. <laughs> come on. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just put you on the spot here. <laughs> there we go. I love it. I love it. Right. You put, put a smile on our face. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, all right. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Better Together as One. We have a really special guest with us now, someone who all of us are gonna learn from. This incredible registered practical nurse, Tracy Schofield, is actually a survivor of COVID. And I know, Claire, you've heard her story. It's a powerful one, and we're really excited to share it today. Welcome, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing okay, thank you. Amazing. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Well, I know it's been a long journey for you, there's no question, and we'll get a little more into depth with that for sure. But Tracy, sort of explain to us a little bit about your role as a nurse. I know you're a new nurse in the sense of you decided to become a nurse a little bit later in life, and then uh, where you've been working and, and when you sort of discovered that you had COVID. Okay, um, I actually work for agencies, so I work in different long-term care and retirement homes. Um, just basically wound care and, and giving meds. Um, I found out on March 30th, I had gone to work in the morning. I'd worked at one home. This is back when you could 
move different homes. I worked at one home for Saturday and Sunday that weekend. Uh, Monday morning, got up, went to work at a different home. Uh, that night, I was driving home. It was probably about 3.30, and I started to clear my throat. It, it just kept going. I was talking to one of my girlfriends on the phone, and I kept coughing and clearing my throat out of nowhere. I was fine all day. They checked my temperature in the morning. I was 36.5, no issues. And then I felt tired. I took my temperature again around 7, and I was 37.6, so it had gone up. Thought I was tired, you know, needed to go to sleep for a bit. I went to sleep around, it was probably around close to 7.30. I woke up at 9.40 and I was coughing, full on coughing. Every time I talked, I would gasp for air. So a few words would go and then I would gasp. Uh, my temperature was then 38.5 and I called telehealth and that's when they suggested just with my breathing that I needed to go to the hospital and I did go. Uh, my son, my 25-year-old, drove me in the front seat with a mask and gloves on. I was in the back with the mask and gloves on with the window open. He dropped me off, and that was, I mean, I can't even explain to you what that feeling was like because, you know, I get dropped off at the hospital by myself. Nobody can come in, you know, nice. and you're alone. And I didn't know right. if I was coming out of that hospital. I had no idea what was going to go on next. Mm -hmm. So that's so how it started. Yeah, incre incredible. The speed, right? And what, oh. what happened. So did you sort of feel, um, did you think that this is probably what you were facing, that you probably had contracted COVID? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I okay. had no idea yeah. where from. At that point, the home I'd worked at, you know, they didn't have any signs or anything of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the, in, I finally found out the day before my, um, like when the public health called me on the 1st, they had a declared outbreak on the 31st. So the day before that I got my results back, there was an outbreak declared there. So obviously later that evening after my shift, somebody must've gotten sick, they swabbed them. But not knowing, I went to another home. So I could have easily, easily taken it to that home and I felt horrible. I mean, that was the worst feeling for me. I wasn't even yeah. worried about myself. At that point, I was worried about if I took it to that home because you know, chances are someone's gonna get sick and you know they're not gonna make it. So that was my worst fear. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, sure. Tracy, your story is unbelievable. And, and you know, I'm, I'm getting tearful because as a healthcare professional, you're so right. We're, you go into this field and you, you left sales to go into nursing later in your career because you care about people. And then to think because of the way the system is set up that you ended up potentially, in fact, could have potentially infected someone else. My heart breaks for you, but I, I really think that, you know, the message you're giving is so important that you're a strong, young, beautiful woman, and this hit you hard and fast. Can you tell us um, a little bit more about how long this has been going on? And then let's talk about your recovery. Uh, yeah, it, the, the real part of it where I was really sick and, you know, I would literally go to sleep at night not knowing if I was going to wake up. Um, you know, my kids commenting, my mom is better now, you know, getting better now, but it wasn't looking good for her for a while. That's kind of scary to hear. Um, it lasted probably eight days. I finally got my last uh, fever. It was going up. It was 39.6 when I checked it at that point. I would get as high as 40.1. Um, 39.6, I just, I couldn't do it. And I said to myself, that's it. I got my 17-year-old to run down, grab me ice packs, 
he threw them to my bed. You know, I put them all around me with cold cloths, Tylenol, because I only took Tylenol. Mm -hmm. And I brought it down that day. And it came all the way down to 36.5. And I never got a temperature again until about week four. And then it was a mild one. Nothing. They don't know why. They did blood work. They did chest x-rays. It never hit my lungs. Uh, my lungs were clear oh, the whole time. Yes, and I, I think that was definitely, you know, I don't smoke, you know, I don't take meds, none of that stuff. So, you know, whether that's why, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was, um, that was the hardest part. Now, 76 days total was when I got my last um, second negative that I needed to be able to actually go back to work and to be clear of COVID. Mm -hmm. Wow. Crazy. So Tracy, talk to us a little bit about then what, um, what recovery looked like for you, like in regards to just, you know, you're gaining your lung capacity back and, and how you actually, um, you got yourself to feeling a little bit stronger after being so weak and low. Yeah. Um, when you're not moving for a long period of time, I mean, that's part of it. I know that it's not just the fact that I had COVID. It was the fact that I was in bed for like basically two weeks straight of not moving. Um, I started walking, mm -hmm. walking for me though. If I walk up my stairs, I'm out of breath. Um, you know, talking to someone on the phone and saying just a second, you know, and then I sit down, even going to the hospital there a few weeks ago, we walked to the room that they put me in. And before I could tell them anything, I had to sit there for a second just to, you know, catch my breath. It's because I was wearing a mask at that point. It's not when I'm walking. Uh, if I'm outside walking, which I do, you know, almost daily, I try and push myself. I'm bad for that. And, you know, the first few times I went, I thought I was going to end up passing out on the sidewalk. You know, I felt that bad. I didn't think I'd make it home. Um, probably push myself too much. I'm trying to realize, you know, I can't do that. I mean, I'm used to it. I play, I play sports. So it's, it's hard for me, but I'm, I'm just basically walking, you know, getting my energy level back, my energy level. I am go, go, go all the time. That's what mm -hmm. I've always been. And I don't have that energy to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't know, between being in bed, between being sick, between fighting this, all of it, it's just, you know, I try and eat a banana a day just to keep my potassium okay drink orange juice, uh, taking vitamin D, you know, things like that. I have probiotics. I'm not one to take, I'll be honest, I've never really taken vitamins before. I don't take anything, you know, and it's something different for me. So I got to remember to take it. They put me on um, daily dose, low dose aspirin. So mm -hmm. they've got me on that until after my MRI. So because I've had some issues there as well. But uh, yeah, it's just a slow, I'm just shocked that this is, you know, I'm still shocked every day. I think to myself, how did this happen to me? You know, wow. how did it happen? I can't believe it still. Well, you know, Tracy, your story is important to share. We're grateful that you're on the road to recovery, although it may be slower than you'd like it to be. We want to thank you for coming on the show. And you know what? We want to have you back because we got to tell your whole story and dive in a little bit deeper to what it was like, not only to be a nurse and to experience that on the inside, but also to, to be recovering from COVID. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for having me. So... Of course, we are always better together as one here. And stay tuned because we've got more great shows coming your way. Until we see you next time, be welcome.